It's Monday. It's morning. Hey, it's Macabre, baby. Welcome to the first Monday morning macabre of almost springtime. And boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> hey. Hey, you know we got the jokes here, baby. Rapid fire. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. You can't even <laughs> keep bang, up. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. Um, guys, is that Footloose? I think it's Grease. No, it's Grease. You're right. It's Grease. Uh, we're going to do a Grease reenactment. If you guys want to tune in. <laughs> Hashtag fuck the 50s <laughs> Grease reenactment yeah. where we're really mean to a girl. So she changes everything about herself to, yeah, to fit in with my group. <laughs> and then we fly away in a car, baby. And all of our other teenage friends are 40 years old. <laughs> I love it. What a beautiful American cinema masterpiece. <laughs> Welcome to Monday Morning Macabre Listener with your host, Scones and Darcy. I am Darcy. That is Scones. Hello. And each week we bring you something new and spooky. It's that easy. It's like, it's one, two, three, it's that easy. It's a Slingin' Dingers audio production, folks. Slingin' Dingers proudly presents. <laughs> I always like it when it's a proudly presents as opposed to presents. I'm like, hey, I'm glad you think so. Slingin' Dingers proudly presents two turkeys talking turkey. Now let's talk turkey. You white meat or dark meat guy? I'm a white meat, but it's always dry and I hate it. I like having the uh, the drumstick because it makes me feel like more of a man. Mm. This is the Thanksgiving <laughs> episode, everyone. <laughs> we know that you wanted... We're bringing the cranberry sauce. We're bringing the potatoes. March 8th, the best time to have. <laughs> Nothing better than a March 8th Thanksgiving. Good math, you son of a bitch. Everybody, Quick. welcome to Monday Morning Macabre for another week of spooky, spooky, spooky talk. This week, I am the macabarista. I will be delivering you from evil. I'm at the say. counter. I'm slapping down my gift card, my rewards he's got card. His, he's got his beanie. He's got his flannel shirt over a normal t-shirt. Hell yeah. Uh, he's got his acoustic guitar in his guitar bag on his back. For sure. In case, you know, uh, the inspiration strikes me, I have to have it yeah. ready. He's going to tell me all about how Morrissey changed the game. They sure and, did. Uh, God, I love the Smiths. And I'm gonna be like, I have, I'm, I'm, I've got like, uh, really, I don't care about what he has to say, and I'm kind of uh, very cold to him at the register. Are you, you know? a goth girl? Because that'd be sick. <laughs> that'd be so cool, <laughs> man. <laughs> hey, I'm a goth girl. Everyone, welcome. I, I'm sure you can tell by my general vibe. Your genital vibe. My, my, I've got, hey, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick, Doc. It's been about a year, about three months ago, I started getting this chronic genital vibe. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you know <laughs> how to resolve it. Doctor's put... just writing on his clipboard, oh shit, we vibing. <laughs> Um, it's pre- it's a new wave for sure. I don't know uh, <laughs> how to fix it. I tried stuffing my pants full of Doritos and Cheetos, white cheddar, of course, and uh, nothing's been changing. Prescribe <laughs> me heroin, please. <laughs> anyway, we should get to the spooky. Enough of my general thought. <laughs> Uh, this week's scones, we have a user su- user submission. <gasps> a, yeah. uh, list, a, a user 
suggestion? Okay, sorry. I, I got so. too much. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. I'm a little too much in the software world. Uh, we have a listener suggestion. Listener suggestion from the old J- JC. You know who you are. Jesus I don't, I don't Christ. Know, I don't know if I should say. Yeah, Superstar? Jesus Christ was like. <laughs> He was like, bros, that episode you did on Carl Danzler makes me want to come back from the dead and be his wife. (laughs) So this week we're going to be talking about the one, the only, the Heaven's Gate cult. (gasps) Band? Band. Play that genital vibe. Play that motherfucking vibe. All right. Now, it's weird you said this because I just stumbled across and started only the first episode of the HBO four-part documentary on Heaven's Gate. Ooh, so you might have a little bit of a uh, talking to do. <laughs> Ooh, <scope. laughs> so I knew, I knew you had started, so I thought I would choose this so I didn't have to do any work. <laughs> um, we're at your boys All That's Interesting, a classic website that we know and love. This is a little, little ditty. With the title, The Twisted Story of the Heaven's Gate Cult and Their Tragic Mass Suicide. I think this article does a good job of summarizing the the whys, the hows, the who, the what, the when, the where. Oh, good job, article. Even. Article. Uh, article? Shut up. Article? So, Stop it. On March 26, <laughs> 1997, the Heaven's Gate Cult became forever infamous when 39 members were found dead after committing mass suicide. Here's why they did it. Bong, bong. Why'd they do it? Uh, turns out, uh, they wanted some sick Nikes, and, uh, there you go. Hey, easiest way to get a sponsorship. You know? (laughs) Uh, let us begin. Funny and charismatic, an overachiever who was on the honor roll. That's how Luis Winant remembered her brother, Marshall Applewhite, who would go on to become the Heaven's Gate cult leader. None of Applewhite's loved ones could understand how the man they knew, a friendly jester, a devout Christian, a devoted husband, and a father of two, so basically me. Hey, why <laughs> the jester? <laughs> he was a friendly jester. He was a jokesty. He was a jokey boy. Could walk away from everything to found a cult. And not just any cult. Heaven's Gate was considered bizarre even among the other strange New Age beliefs cropping up in the 70s. <laughs> other so cults Manson used to make fun like, of this cult? <laughs> yeah, Manson was like, that dude's a weirdo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am not associating with that guy. He's seems strange. Hey, and Jack Parsons, you get a load of these idiots. <laughs> yeah, it's just he's on the phone with Jack Parsons, who well, I'm sure is dead by this point. But it's not good for the joke. It's called suspension of belief. People, look it up. Heaven's Gate was curiously techy. It had a website before most traditional businesses did, and its beliefs were something like that out of Star Trek, involving aliens, UFOs, and talk of ascension to the, quote, next level. But it also had strains of the familiar. It clearly borrowed from Christianity, as Applewhite claimed to be able to save his followers from Lucifer. It was a combination that provoked laughter and ridicule more often than conversation, but somehow it did convert dozens of people. At this point, this is like... I don't... Okay, I realize now that, like... It's easy to convert people to a cult. I'm convinced. It doesn't matter. It's really not that hard. You have people like doing some real ding dong stuff all all the time. Think of how smart the average person you meet is, and then you're like, that's the average. 
That's 50% of people are, are less than that. That's spooky. Literally, like, I feel like anyone with a decent OnlyFans account could probably start a cult saying. and get a bunch of people to kill themselves. Yes. Hey, listeners, how you doing? That's the world we live in, baby. Uh, <laughs> listeners, have you thought about Patreon <laughs> members? <laughs> Do not listen to this Patreon members too intently. The inner circle. <laughs> Me and Scone sit in, two in a very dark room at a circular desk in robes and look down at our Patreon members, and they bring us offerings, and we either strike them or tell them that they have uh, pleased their deity. Their offerings are usually a regular non-Patreon listener. <laughs> Basically, yeah, they. F- <laughs> yeah, knife goes in, guts knife come out. Knife goes in, guts come out. Get that weird vibe. Knife goes in, guts come out. Most recently, explored in the Ooh, Stones. Stones. Most recently, explored <gasps> in the HBO Max docu series Heaven's Gate: The Cult of Cults. Omg, omg, omg. There's no question that the cult story remains just as tragic and bizarre today as it was decades ago. Dude, I was. Dude, I watched the first episode as I was telling you. It was tragic and bizarre. Mm. Like my first trip to SeaWorld. Saw a dolphin spear an humanity live. <laughs> just in just right another through. whailing boat. It was, yeah. <laughs> it had a harpoon and it just, those are smart animals, dude. I had to oil paint it. <laughs> That'd be a sick oil paint. <laughs> hey, if anyone out there is an artist, I will, I will pay you. You will get commission if you can draw an oil painting of an, of a dolphin <laughs> throwing a harpoon through a manatee in a boat. I'm telling, I'm 100% serious. Please reach out. It me. sounds like Jimmy's definitely gonna get it to fire up the <laughs> Microsoft Paint and get on that. But yeah, if someone and can I do look it, forward to it. But please reach out, please, <laughs> please. <laughs> I need this. Uh, the earliest incarnation of Heaven's Gate, as the cult would eventually come to be known, began in the 1970s under the leadership of Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. So Nettles <laughs> and Applewhite, they're like the which most is my grandparents' name. I know, I know. But Applewhite and Nettles is my favorite. Fruit juice brand. I love how they have the fun facts below the caps. <laughs> Applewhite was born in 1931 in Texas and by most accounts had a relatively normal life. Known for his musical talents, he once attempted to become an actor. I don't know why that... What, I mean... It's the normal... He started Hey, you're great at talents. trumpet. Do you, can you cry on command? <laughs> <laughs> it's not normal. No? All right, I guess you're a car right. now. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you like aliens, you fucking weirdo? When that didn't pan out, he pursued music-focused careers at universities, which appeared to be going well. But in 1970, he was allegedly fired from his job as a music professor at Houston's University of St. Thomas because he was having a relationship with one of his male students. Hashtag. Scandalous. Though Applewhite and his wife were already divorced by that point, he struggled with the loss of his job and may have even had a nervous breakdown. You don't say... (laughs) A couple of years later, he met Bonnie Nettles, a nurse with a strong interest in the Bible, as well as a few obscure spiritual beliefs. That's how it starts. That's how, hey, we got the perfect combo, baby. The Bible is just a gateway drug to cults. Heaven's just a gateway drug to Nikes. Heaven's gate. While the true story of how Applewhite met Nettles remains murky, Applewhite's sister maintains that he entered a Houston hospital with heart trouble and that Nettles was one of the nurses who treated him. According to Applewhite's sister, Nettles convinced Applewhite that he had a purpose and that God had saved him for a reason. As for Applewhite himself, he would say that he was simply visiting a friend in the hospital when he encountered Nettles. But no matter how they met, one thing was clear. They're fucking crazy. No, uh, they felt an... <laughs> <laughs> crazy in love. They're actually You should just paint this whole thing as a love story. Yeah. Honestly, probably wouldn't be that hard. 
Uh, that's probably how they viewed it, you know? Disney it's Animation all- Studios. Call us. We're all the main main character in our own stories. Beep, 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 beep. New York is the fifth character. <laughs> but no matter how they met, one thing was clear. They felt an instant connection and began to discuss their beliefs. By 1973, they were convinced that they were the two witnesses described in the Christian book of Revelation. Imagine just sitting down for yeah. coffee and being like, you know what? I think we're it. Scones, I, I don't know if you feel this, but I feel like we might be Adam and Eve. Like, we might be. Okay, so hold on. We're Adam and Eve. We're Daft Punk. I got to keep yep. track of this. We're <laughs> mm-hmm. our alternative egos, Jake Steele and Dick Thunder. Yep. That's, uh, that's on my that's birth certificate. <laughs> it's unclear when they added UFOs and other elements of science fiction to their belief system, but this would ultimately become a huge part of what they stood for. Applewhite and Nettles began to call themselves Bo and Peep, him and her, and Doe and T. Sometimes they even went by Winnie and Pooh or Tiddly and Wink. <laughs> I that's the worst. <laughs> the The documentary pretty much referred to them as Doe and T, like yeah. as their normal names, but I, I don't think, like Diddly Wink. No, that's like five different iterations of their hip hop group, and none of it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Tiddly and Wink is a that's a lamel. They shared a platonic sexless partnership. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listeners, you're probably confused as to why we're laughing so hard. It's because we had to cut a, a few, a few, a few edits of this. <laughs> In keeping with the ascetic life, they would come to encourage among their followers. How did they recruit followers, Scones? I'm sure you're wondering. Well, let's talk about it, you stupid idiot. <laughs> They paid Instagram to promote their yeah, posts. Yeah, they got Instagram influencers. Kylie Jenner was like, not only does this moisturizer make your skin smooth, but it also allows you to <laughs> visit the comet that passes and be in the UFO. Not only does Pepsi fix racism, <laughs> but a UFO can save you from the devil. Once they put together their belief system, Applewhite and Nettles wasted no time advertising their new cult, preparing presentations and making sick TikTok trend videos. <laughs> Preparing presentations for potential followers all over the country. Applewhite and Nettles would distribute posters that promoted a mixture of conspiracy theories, science fiction, and proselytization. Now I know what you're thinking, Scones. What the farts does that mean? I mean, I know, but can we say what it means for the listener? It's the actor fact of religious conversion. Ah. No big deal, no big deal. And yet these invitations were undeniably eye-catching. The world of the word UFOs would often appear in big letters at the top, with a disclaimer at the bottom, not a discussion of UFO sightings or phenomena. <laughs> Got him. So, Scones, we could make a poster for Monday Morning Cop and be like, we found out what happened to every missing person, and then at the bottom be like, JK, LOL. It's like that those GoDaddy commercials. Yeah. Only real ones know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know. Those was such a weird marketing campaign. With uh, with what's-her-face? Danica Patrick. D- yeah, Dakota Fanning. And I was just like, why is... Uh... <laughs> it was weird. The posters usually claimed two individuals say they were sent from the level above human and will return to that level in a spaceship within the next few months. I don't... Level up. They were in the level above human, dude. Damn. I wish I could get there. Yeah, I've been I've been trying, but uh, no luck so far. I'm just still a human after I all know. this time. <laughs> you want to do peyote in the woods for like a week and a half with me? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! That's Patreon tent waiting to happen. <laughs> Holy moly! The Patreon we'd make a whole new podcast called Peyote Boys. It's us, the Peyote Boys. UFO conversation. Another right? hold on, wait, I got to write down. That's another one of our. Yeah, that's one of our alter egos. egos. Peyote boys. Don't think I spelled peyote right. All right. In 1975, Applewhite and Nettles received national attention after they gave a particularly successful presentation in Oregon. 
In this presentation, Apple White and Nettles promoted Heaven's Gate, then called human individual, then called human individual metamorphosis or Total Overcomers Anonymous. I like that they had to use AA as their like fun pun thing, with the promise that a spaceship would whisk their followers away to salvation. But first, they had to renounce sex, drugs, and all their earthly possessions. And in most cases, they also needed to abandon their own families. Only then could they be elevated to a new world and a better life known as Tila, the evolutionary level above human. I don't know if this cult doesn't sound as rock and roll as some of the other ones we've talked about. Yeah, this is very much like a Bible camp feel of yeah. a cult. Jack Parsons one was way more kick ass. Yeah, way more, way more rock and roll. Definitely not cool. I don't condone it, but definitely did a lot more drugs and <laughs> rock music. An estimated 150 people attended the event in Oregon. While many locals thought it was a joke at first, at least a couple dozen people were interested enough to join the cult and say goodbye to their loved ones. Through this grassroots approach, the founders of the Heaven Gate cult were able to convince more people to leave behind everything they knew to follow them and travel with them for about two decades. It was a radical move, but for some, the choice encompassed the spirit of the decade. Many were giving up the conventional lives they had started and seeking new spiritual answers to old questions. But before long, some followers began to feel restricted by the cult's rules. As if abandoning their families wasn't enough, members were also expected to follow strict guidelines, including no sex, no human-level relationships, and no socializing. A few members, including Applewhite, took this rule to the extreme by undergoing castration. Yikes. Ugh. Yikes. We're getting rock and roll, baby. This is next level. <laughs> Yo, this, <laughs> this is a human. About. Now I'm back in on Heaven's Game. <laughs> <laughs> Time to watch those three other episodes. Wait, so the dude castrated or the woman? No, the dude. Okay. The followers were also expected to dress largely alike and conform to incredibly specific rules about the most mundane things. Everything was designed to be an exact duplicate, Survivor Michael Conyers explained. You were not to come up with... Well, I'm going to make the pancakes this big. There was a mixture, a size, how long you cooked it, one side, how much the burner was on, how many per person got, how the syrup was poured on it, everything. Can't be fucking up the pancakes, dude. Yeah. Flapjacks, I get. I mean, that makes sense. So how did a group like this once attract up to 200 members? According to former followers, Heaven's Gate was appealing because of its blend of asceticism, mysticism, science fiction, and Christianity. Michael Conyers, an early recruit, said that the cult's message was appealing because they were, quote, talking to my Christian heritage, but in a modern, updated way. So it's like Whoa, when yeah. companies are like, hey, want to do a kickflip on your way to becoming a, a napkins distributor? It's like well, the, the, they're basically like the preacher that sits in the chair backwards. And it's yeah, like, exactly. He's like, hey, now I know your friends are going to want you to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Sex is cool, right? Wrong. Castrate yourself with me. For example... Heaven's Gate apparently taught that the Virgin Mary was impregnated after she was taken up in a spacecraft. That's a classic, just a classic Bible verse right there. Fucking virgin. <laughs> Jesus was, was a mega chad. <laughs> virgin Mary was a beta, and she went to space <laughs> to become an alpha chad. <laughs> That's our religion. <laughs> now cut your dick off. <laughs> 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 heaven's gate baby heaven's gate baby now as unbelievable as that sounds that was an answer that was better than just plain virgin birth conyers said it was technical it had physicality to it but before long like their human relationships yeah before long the cult's belief system became progressively wackier which would eventually lead to disaster <laughs> bum, bum, but how bum. how could it get <laughs> how can it get wackier how can this? getting wackier ever get worse 
One of the cult's major problems was that it was operating on a clock followers believed that if they stayed on Earth long enough, they would face, quote, recycling. The destruction of the Earth as the planet was wiped clean. I got news for you guys. You got billions of years to, to go. At first, Nettles and Applewhite were convinced it wouldn't come to that. After all, a spaceship run by Tila beings was supposed to arrive for them long before the apocalypse happened. Fate, however, threw a wrench in their plans when Nettles died from cancer in 1985. Uh-oh. Womp womp. Her death was a severe blow to Applewhite, not only emotionally, but also phys- philosophically. Nettles' death had the potential to call into question a number of the cult's teaching. Perhaps, most pressingly, why did she die before the Tila beings came to pick the followers up? So now yeah, Applewhite's scrambling. Idiot. Yeah, <laughs> he's scrambling to keep the facade going. He's like, uh-oh. It was then that Applewhite began to rely very heavily on one particular tenet of the cult's beliefs. Human bodies were merely vessels or vehicles that were carrying them on their journey, and these vehicles would be abandoned when humans were ready to ascend to the next level. Yeah, that's some Aleister Crowley shit. Yeah. According to Applewhite, Nettles had merely exited her vehicle and entered her new home among the Tila beings. But Applewhite apparently still had work to do on this plane of existence, so he would guide his followers in the hopes that they would reunite with Nettles once again. It was a subtle but important shift in the cult's ideology and it would have far-reaching and dangerous consequences. Now it's time to get funky, funky, funky. <laughs> to the left. <laughs> what if we just played the electric slide for a half hour? <laughs> this is all the just entire the song. <laughs> And just went right back into... <laughs> Listen, guys, we got the rights for the electric slide, and we're just trying to get some revenue off of plays. So this was all just a... We did like a 75-episode gotcha. <laughs> Slandinger said since they paid for the rights, we have to use it in every episode now to make it worthwhile. So, unfortunately, it's the funky time break. Now it's time to get funky to the left. Take it back now, y'all. One hop this time. One hop this time. <laughs> Slide to the left. Slide to the right. Crisscross. Crisscross. <laughs> the mass suicide of the Heaven's Gate cult. <laughs> Members of the Heaven's Gate cult believed that suicide was wrong, but their definition of suicide was far different from the traditional one. They believed that the true meaning of suicide was turning against the next level when it was offered to them. Tragically, this fatal offer was made in March 1997. It's not clear where Applewhite got the idea that there was a UFO trailing behind Hale-Bopp, the brilliant comet that, was about to, comet that was about to make an appearance during that time, but he couldn't let this idea go. Some blame Art Bell, the conspiracy theorist and radio host behind the popular program Coast to Coast AM for publicizing the delusion. I've listened to Coast to Coast AM actually uh, because I, I, I'm just interested in like funny, well not funny, but like it's, it's interesting conversations to hear a guy talk about conspiracies and be like, what's going on in his head? So I could see how he could listen to this and be like, there's a comet, we all gotta die. It's hard to see how Bell could have anticipated what an increasingly worn and frazzled Applewhite would do with this idea. For some reason, Applewhite saw it as a sign. According to him, it was, quote, the only way to evacuate this Earth. The spaceship behind Hale-Bopp was apparently the flight that the Heaven's Gate members had been waiting for all along. It was coming to take them to the higher place they were seeking. And it was coming just in time. Bring me a higher love. (laughs) If they waited any longer, Applewhite was convinced that the Earth was going to be recycled while they were still on it. The 39 active Heaven's Gate cult members had already used the money they made from designing web pages. I with love Squarespace.com? This is just an IT company with some wacky fucking ideas behind it. 
Dude, I bet they could have made way more money if yeah. they had Squarespace. If they had Squarespace, boy, oh boy. Uh, potential ad, just... Hey, Squarespace, keep, keep if you want to reach... Squarespace. If you're like, hey, these guys seem uh, respective of our product. <laughs> Res- <laughs> respectful of our product. <sighs> the 39 active Heaven's Gate cult members had already used the money they made from designing web pages, the cult's primary source of income, to rent a mansion near San Diego, and so they decided this mansion would be the place where they left their vehicles. Could you imagine being a fucking guy who owns a, like, local bakery shop with a website? And you're like, hey, I haven't heard from Applewhite, my, like, web designer in a few days. Turns out... Him and a bunch of my other web designers. (laughs) (laughs) Starting on about March 22nd or 23rd, the 39 cult members ate applesauce or pudding that had been laced with a heavy dose of barbiturates. Some washed it down with vodka. They did it group by group, placing bags over their heads to ensure asphyxiation, and they waited for death. This was believed to have happened over the course of a few days. Those later in the lineup cleaned up any mess made by the first group and laid the bodies out neatly, covering them with purple shrouds. Applewhite was the 37th to die, leaving behind two others to prepare his corpse and, alone in a house full of bodies, take their own lives. After the authorities were alerted via an anonymous tip on March 26th, they found 39 bodies lying neatly in bunk beds and other resting places, dressed in identical black tracksuits and Nike sneakers, and covered in purple shrouds. Their matching R-bands read, Heaven's Gate Away Team. <laughs> so they still had a little bit of fun. They're sports fans. <laughs> the anonymous tipster was later revealed to be a former mem- member who left the group just a week beforehand, and received a disturbing package of videotaped farewells from the group and a map to the mansion. Of course, the aftermath of the discovery was chaotic. Reporters swarmed the scene, clamoring for details about the suicide cult. Family members of the victims demanded that their bodies be tested for HIV, and Marshall Applewhite's image was plastered on countless magazines, his wide-eyed facial expressions living on in infamy. But after the initial uproar died down, those left behind had to cope with their loss. Former member Frank Lyford lost his closest friends, his cousin, and the love of his life in the mass suicide. Luckily, Lyford was able to find some semblance of grace despite the traumatic experience. He says... We all have a connection to the divine within us, as we all have that radio transmitter built in. We don't need anyone to translate that for us, he said. That was the big mistake that we all made, in my mind. It was believing we needed someone else to tell us what our best path should be. But early enough, Heaven's Gate still has four living followers who survived, only because they were instructed to run the group's website in the mid-90s, and have been doing so ever since. Hold on. you can go Let to the Heaven's Gate cult Google website. Here. Yeah, you can go there. I, I checked it out. They still believe in the cult's teachings. And they claim to be in contact with the 39 members who died. Yep, it's still here. Red alert. Red alert. Yeah. Hillbop brings closure to Heaven's Gate. Pretty wild. So you can visit the Heaven's Gate website, heavensgate.com, everybody. If you want to see a website, their web design is trash. <laughs> Dude, you can as order someone, their books. <laughs> as someone who is literally a a software engineer, this is a 1990s era website if I've ever seen one. I can order Holy a videotape. <laughs> it's pretty wild that they have not updated this. Anyway, that's the Heaven's Gate cult. And it's, again, another just... You realize, oh man... People are easy to convince of things if they are looking for it, you know? For sure. If any TikTok star or social media influencer decided to do this kind of crazy shit, people would do it. Like yeah, thousands like, of people. 
And that's horrifying to think about. But in the context of all the fucked up shit we've talked about in this show, Heaven's Gate, other than the obviously the tra- like the horrifying ending, not that different than a lot of just kind of stricter religions. I feel like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got uh, what's her face with like the purple or the the green slime? That's like a Nick that's Cannon. Like a, yeah, Nick. <laughs> no, what's the? You know the the female actress, the female actress, the female actor who uh, who who who. You gonna make me do this right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what's her name? Oh, maybe it's Goop. It's Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop thing. Remember? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. It's like the Gwyneth Paltrow Goop is a thing. So like, why, why can't, not? <laughs> why not Heaven's Gate? <laughs> so that's close to Nick Cannon. I see. We just start. We're gonna start in New England, part of Heaven's Gate. New England, West Virginia. If anyone wants to meet us, we're going to get hey. in our Celtics uh, tr- warm-up suits. We're going to get in my Tommy Lodge- Brady jersey. <laughs> going to put some poison in some Lodge Ice regulars from Dunks and just lay down on Fenway. <laughs> let uh, let Wally the Green Monster take my soul to the next <laughs> fucking plane of existence, kid. Maybe wake up in Southie after a real bad hangover guy. Freeze our bodies like Ted Ted Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. So that's that's Heaven's Gate, everybody. I mean, I grew up going to church. I think if those sermons had a little more UFOs, I definitely would have been, been way attention more a little bit more. Yeah, it's definitely like a f- it's fun religion, you know? That's what cults are. Except they're the just religion. Thing. Like, man, let me do my own pancakes. Yeah, exactly. If they're like, hey, three flapjacks per person, I'm like, motherfucker, I want Human to human relationships, no thank you. But once you start messing with my pancakes, like... Yeah, that's where they cross the line. I will cut off my gen- my vibe gen- my generals that I'm vibing with. <laughs> but once you take away my flapjacks, we're on we're Can't on. Take away that flapjack vibe. My hotcakes. You're on borrowed time at that point, Mr. Man. Everybody, if you're looking for more Monday Morning Macabre, check out our website, mondaymorningmacabre.com. Like, comment, subscribe below. Hit the bell for notifications. Isn't that a thing? Was and it? I think back in the it's day a YouTube, it was. No, it's a YouTube thing. Oh, ooh, sorry. Follow us on Twitter, Pod. Follow us on Instagram, Monday Morning Macabre. Tell your Write friends. Write us reviews because they help us get on the chat. Yeah, so other people can be like, who are these ding-dongs and what are they talking about? And uh, <laughs> genital, <laughs> genital vibing. And I hope you vibe out with your genitals this week. Have a good Monday. Have a great Monday. And don't join cults. Yeah, don't join cults. Unless it's the cult of Monday Morning Macabre, baby. Ho-ho. Ho-ho. We've got tracksuits. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>